it's time to look into God's Word. If you've got a Bible or your phones with you, uh, you'll also have the scripture on the screen. So there's every opportunity for you to keep staring at the words as we talk about them this morning. This morning, my, my theme is hope. Look at this incredible verse of scripture. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 18. Surely there is a future. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. Let's invite our speaker for this morning. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, for the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. And thank you that because of Jesus, we have an everlasting hope. We have hope in the middle of conflict. We have hope in the middle of hopelessness. We have hope in the middle of despair, hope in the middle of uncertainty. There is hope. Hope doesn't die. Hope is poured out into our hearts because of the love of Jesus Christ. We are prisoners of hope because we are bound by the chains of love. Lord, would you unfold that hope to us this morning so everyone listening and everyone sharing this hope with others, Lord, would be changed into the likeness of the Lord Jesus so that we may think like Christ, knowing that we have been called and we have been fashioned for an eternity, for a, for a habitation of praise. And Lord, as we prepare ourselves for that, we see everything that's happening in the world, in us, around us, as part, as what, part of what makes us uh, ready for that. Lord, allow us to embrace the reality of where we are at and what we're going through and the hardships or the good things that come our way in proper perspective so that we can keep our eyes on Jesus and on eternity. Lord, whoever the people are listening to me this morning, whether they know you or they don't know you, whether they're going through pain or suffering or whether their life is great and they're doing fantastic, Lord, have a word for them this morning and let every one of them walk away with something precious from your side. I I believe that you have something for them. I believe in your word and I trust you, O God. Regardless of where we are, we are all weak vessels. We, don't, we are not good enough, but Lord, you are the one who uses us. So I ask you to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. When we find ourselves in times of hopelessness, a lot of people are without hope right now. Uh, people are uncertain. We don't know what the future holds. Some are uh, causing panic on WhatsApp and on, on the media. Some are causing uh, fear. Some are causing uh, try, trying to take away that with giving hope. There is hope around us and there's inspiration. But where do we find real hope? Where do we find hope beyond just curfews and, and, and lockdowns? Hope beyond despair and panic and sickness. Where do we find hope that actually anchors us and gives us a peace and a, and a joy deep on the inside? When we find ourselves in times of hopelessness, we need to look beyond time. We need to look into eternity. We look beyond man. We look beyond his wisdom, beyond his inventions, beyond, beyond his intelligence. We need to look beyond man and look to God because hope doesn't come from man. Hope is given by God. Hope is given by God. It is a God-given assurance. It is not just something we concoct. We don't drum up our own hope. We cannot assure ourselves or others about the future, about savings, about solutions. It would just be wishful thinking. 
if we just patted each other on the back and said, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. At some point, we need to come to the conclusion that we need to go to the one who dispenses hope, the one who can give us hope for real. And this is this morning's thought. This is this morning's devotion as we think about that. God's people, that's you and me who know Jesus personally. God's people know the hope of God and they abound in hope. Say that with me. They know the hope of God and they abound in hope. Let's do that again. They know the hope of God and they abound in hope. God's people know God's hope and they abound in hope. We are the ones who dispense hope because it has been given to us. Look at Romans chapter 15. It's on your screen. We're going to look at verse 12 and we're going to look at verse 15. Romans chapter 15 uh, verse 12. And again, Isaiah says the root of Jesse will come. You know, Jesse's son was David, King David. King David's son was Jesus after 14 generations. Jesus came from David who came from Jesse. The root of Jesse will come. Even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. That is Jesus ruling all of the rest of the world, including the Jews. In him, that is Jesus, the Gentiles will hope. They will put their hope in him. In him. So we're talking about a governance. We're talking about a rulership. We're talking about Jesus, not just on the cross, but on the throne. Right now, look at verse 15. May the God of hope. See, hope comes from God only if that God is a God of hope. If your God is not a God of hope, you can't hope in that God. Right. God, the, may the God of hope fill you with all joy. Look at the word fill. Look at the word all. That's the kind of intensity. That's the kind of, of magnanimity with which God gives. There is a filling. There is all joy and all peace. Look at it again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Look at that. In believing. It's for believers. It's for those who have put their faith and trust in him. May the God of hope fill you with all peace and all joy in believing. Why? So that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's the spirit of God living inside you. He will give you this by the power of the Holy Spirit. You may what? Abound in hope. You see that you may abound in hope. Let's do that again. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing. So in your faith, your faith will activate the hope that the Holy Spirit pours out into you and you will abound in hope. So Jesus is the God who will rule the Jews and the Gentiles. He is the God who brings hope in him. The Gentiles will hope Jesus is the God of hope. He promises, he delivers and he sustains hope. He promises and he delivers and he sustains hope. Everyone knows there is pain in this life we've all seen our share of tears but I choose to live on the positive side and I won't be held hostage by faith I'm a prisoner of hope bound by my faith chained to your love locked up in grace I'm free to leave but I'll never go
There are two ways to know the hope that Jesus gives you. We, need, we know that Jesus is the God of hope and we know that he's the one who dispenses true hope, lasting hope, eternal hope. But there are two ways in which to get this hope because not everybody has access to it unless they want it. The first one is to acknowledge the Lord Jesus. You need to acknowledge the Lord Jesus. And the second one is to listen to his voice. Because as he speaks to you, as he talks to you, his words are what fills our heart with hope. I want you to understand this, my friend. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're hearing about Christ for the first time. Or maybe you've grown up hearing about it and it's always been about Christians and, and judgmentalism or laws. And I don't know what has maybe uh, made up your mind about Christ for or against, but I want to I want you to think freshly this morning with me. The Lord Jesus is the one who's come from heaven to give hope. And in order to do that, in order for him to speak to you and have a relationship with you, you need to be okay with him. You need to be good with God. You need to have your sin forgiven. So the first thing he does is forgive your sin. So you acknowledge Jesus as Lord. Acknowledge Jesus as your savior for what he's done for you. Okay, that's number one. And number two is you listen to his voice. Let me take you to scripture and show you what it says here. First and foremost, hope comes from Christ in you. Remember that hope comes from Christ in you. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. And I'm going to look at it again towards the end. But it says this. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles, that's us, are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. All along, God's plan was not a people group or a religion or a ceremony. All along, God wanted people back with him in a relationship with him. All along, God wanted that you would be as close to him as Jesus is. So he put Christ in you so that you can be as close to God. He put Christ in you so that you can have access to God. He put Christ in you so that he can speak words of comfort and hope while you're away from him on earth. And when you come to him, you can spend eternity with him. So we have an assurance. We have a boldness. We have a blessed assurance that we are not only his while we're here, but when we die, we will be with him forever. So God gives hope that abounds here on earth and even in eternity. He says this to them. God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. What's this mystery? That God was going to put Jesus in you. God was going to put Christ in you. And by putting Christ in you, you had two things. You had his character and you have his position. As God's son, as God's child, you have access to the father. God wants this. Religion can't do this for you. You can't do this on your own. You can't build a ladder to heaven or you can't find God on your own. God has to make himself available to you. And he has. And he has done that through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I have come from the father and I reveal the father to you. Jesus said, I and the father am one. Jesus said, if you know me, you know the father. He says, the father has sent me and the works I do, I do because of what the father is doing through me. I have come that you may have life, life eternal. I have come that you may be saved. I have come that I may bring back to the father all who were lost. Whoever the father gives to me, I don't lose. 
They are my sheep and I protect them and keep them forever. They are mine and I will never lose them. That is the assurance and hope that God gives through the Lord Jesus. So if you don't have what we call salvation, if you don't have a relationship with God because your sins are forgiven and an assurance that you're going to spend eternity with God, then hope on earth is pointless. Hope from heaven and hope for eternity comes first, Christ in you. The second way you get this hope, first is by acknowledging Christ as Lord, as the one who brings hope, as the one who brings uh, peace with God. And the second way is through God's word. Look at what scripture says. You have to listen to his voice. He says in Romans chapter 15 verse 4, For whatever was written, that is the scriptures, whatever was written in the former days was written for our instructions. It was written for us. Why? That through endurance, because when you go through hard times, you need endurance. Through endurance and through encouragement. Why? Because when you feel weak, you need, you need courage. Through endurance and through, and can you say that with me? Endurance and encouragement. Endurance, encouragement. Through endurance and through encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. You see that? We might have hope. Let's do this again from the top. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through encouragement, the scriptures might give us hope. See, God doesn't want you to go through a single day not knowing if everything's going to be okay. You live in uncertainty. You live with fear or you live with sickness or you live with, 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 with the fear of losing what you do have. Because even the blessings we have, we put a lock on it. Even the houses we have, we put a lock on it. Even the cars we have, we gate it. So we are not sure if we lose what we have. God wants you to have a hope that you know you will not lose. God really wants you to have an assurance and live with that blessed assurance. Let me tell you about a few people who had that hope. Men and women in the Bible who had that hope. I think of David. David was a man who was a poet, he was a king, he was a prophet, he was a mighty man, a warrior, and he found his hope in God. He says in Psalm 43 verse 5, why are you downcast, O my soul? Have you done that? Have you ever talked to yourself? David talked to himself a lot. But talking to yourself from your own wisdom and talking to yourself from God's wisdom, ooh, big difference. David talked to, him from God's, God talked to himself from God's wisdom. He said, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within you? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. If King David could do that, you and I can do that. Self-talk is really good, but it's only good after you've heard truth. You've heard hope from God. When you've heard God's voice, when you've heard the word of God, then you can speak to yourself saying, hasn't God said this? Hasn't God said this? Hasn't God loved you enough? Hasn't God shown you enough? Why are you downcast, O my soul? I think of another psalm, Psalm 71, verse 14. He says, but I will hope continually and I will praise you yet more and more. I will hope continually and I will praise you yet more and more. 
David was one who kept on talking to himself. It wasn't positive, wishful thinking. It was God's word that he was reminding himself of. So there are two ways to have the hope that Jesus gives. One is to have Jesus in you. You do that by acknowledging that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that what he did on the cross was for you. And you make him the Lord and master of your life. And after that, you allow him to speak to you. The second thing you do is let the words of Christ talk to you and, and instruct you. And that's what David did. Another man who lived off the hope of God was Paul. Paul said we have hope even beyond the res resurrection and because of the resurrection. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, if in Christ we have hope only in this life, if in Christ we have hope only in this life, we are of all people most pitied. Now, this is a long chapter where he explains the magnificence and the, and the power of, of the resurrection and what it does for the believer. And we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks from now at Easter. But that's what Paul says. She says, but Christ has been raised. And because Jesus rose from the dead, everything he said while he was on earth was true. Because Christ rose from the dead, it changes the dynamic for everyone. It's a game changer. The fact that Jesus walked out of the grave and rose again to eternal life. And because he lives, you and I will live also. And because he lives, you and I can face tomorrow also. That's Paul. Paul saying that because of the resurrection, you have hope. There's another guy called Jeremiah. I don't know if you know him. He's an old, old Testament prophet. And there's a verse of scripture that you've probably seen on the walls or, or, or heard at birthdays. But Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says this. For I know the plans I have for you. God is speaking to Jeremiah and he says to talk to his people saying, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. Plans for welfare and not for evil. Then watch this. To give you a future and to give you a hope. When God says that, you can trust it. When a prime minister says that or a pre or president says that or when a king says that, uh, you, you may have your questions and you may have your uncertainties because you know every man is fallible and no man can guarantee you hope and a future. But God says that. He says, I have plans for you. I have plans for your welfare and I have plans for your future and I have plans for hope for you. You will make it. You will not be in this situation forever. You will not be in this sickness forever. God has a plan for you and everything isn't going to go downward. It's going to go upward. God is going to lift you up. God is going to take you through this. God is going to strengthen you and God is going to bring you to, through to the other side. God has promised that. You need to believe it and you need to act on it and you need to trust him and you need to rest in that. Resting in the word of God, not your wishful thinking, not inspiration on Instagram, but in the word of God. Finally, Jesus himself gives you hope. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you, he says. I have prayed for you, he says. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. We've already visited this verse. Let's go back again. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of his glory. See, that's what God wants to give you in Christ. That's what one, he wants to give. And that's the mystery. No one ever knew that. The angels didn't know that. The Old Testament saints didn't know that. That God would one day... The Holy Spirit will bring about the Lord Jesus in you, that you would have his character and you would have his his power of attorney. 
You would have his power of attorney, that you would have his sonship by which you can walk into the temple of God, by which you can walk into the throne, to the throne of God. And you can ask anything you want, believing and, 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 and expecting God to do that. And he says, he is the one who is in you, Christ in you. That's the hope of glory. That's the eternal picture. And if he's in you, you know you're going to be okay. When you have faith in Christ, we don't just hope in this life alone. We have hope that goes beyond this life. If we had hope in this life alone, we are about most men most pitied. But the future, while uncertain, can be trusted to God. The future, while uncertain, can be trusted to God. And he will help you through this. I want to go back to that verse that I started this morning's message with. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 18. He says, surely there is a future. Surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. This morning, I tell you, as a servant of God and as your pastor, I tell you, God has given you hope. That hope is in Jesus that Jesus is in you because you accepted him. You acknowledged him as your Lord. And that Jesus speaks to you words of kindness, of hope, of endurance, of encouragement, of courage and of destiny. That Jesus speaks to you. How do you deal with hopelessness? You receive Christ and you listen to him. How do you deal with others who are hopeless? Here's another part. Because there is receiving the gospel and there is also sharing the gospel. The gospel is good news. Receiving the good news and also sharing the good news. How do you deal with those who are hopeless? You know, there was a story when Jesus saw these crowds of people coming towards him. He had just spoken to a lady at the well and she had gone back inside the, the city and she had called us. And as they all came running in his direction, Jesus turned to his disciples and he said, look, look, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Look at the people. And he said they are helpless and they are harassed as people not having hope. They are without a shepherd. They are without a shepherd. See, a shepherd is the one who looks after his sheep and harassed and hopeless sheep need a shepherd that brings hope. Can I say that again? Harassed and hopeless, harassed and helpless sheep need a shepherd that brings hope. Are you a sheep? Are you in need of that hope today? Do you feel harassed? Do you feel stressed, anxiety? Do you feel a kind of an inner inside tension? On the outside, you're being strong. You're like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do this. But deep on the inside, I'm like, what is going on? Where is my normal? What happened to my normal? Why does everything have to change? Who's responsible for this? And deep inside, there is that fight. We are harassed and we are helpless because we don't have the true shepherd. Government officials cannot be your shepherd. Even, even school uh, principals and teachers cannot be your shepherd. Only the one who knows you, made you, loves you can be your shepherd. So when people struggle, when people are, are afraid, when people are fearful, we don't just enjoy the hope that God has given to us, but we share that hope. We don't mock. We don't get mad at them, but we have compassion. And Jesus, in fact, says, he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There's not enough people to go out and tell people about that. So we are hope givers. What are we? Hope givers. Prisoners of hope, bound by the chains of his love. We are, we are constrained by the hope that God has given to us. So we share that with us. 
we share that with people. I love the words of the song. Worship with me. Allow it to encourage you. You don't have to worry. And don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Troubles, they don't last always. But there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe away the tears. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. With Jesus, I can take it. With Him, I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. So when your tests and trials, they seem to get you down. And all your friends and loved ones are nowhere to be found. Remember there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, I know that I can make it, I know that I can stand, no matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. With Jesus I can take it, with Him I know I can stand, no matter what may come my way, my life very own hope, His very own presence is always with us. No matter what comes our way, there is nothing that God cannot see you through. There's nothing He cannot pull you out of. There's nothing He cannot break free and set you free. You don't have to worry. No. Don't you be afraid. Because joy comes in the morning. And troubles, they don't last always. For there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe away your tears. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, saying, my life is in your hands. With Jesus I can take it. With Him I know I will stand, no matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. So when those tests and trials, they seem to get you down, and even your friends and loved ones are nowhere to be found. Well, remember there's a friend named Jesus who will wipe away your tears. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, I know that I can make it, I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. Sing it. With Jesus I can make it, with Him I know I will stand. No matter what may come my way, no matter what may come my way. No matter what 
Let me finish with these words. Two things as I let you go. This morning I want to invite you to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. To acknowledge him as your Lord and acknowledge him as the savior of your, uh, of your soul. Say the, the one who saved you from your sin. Because Jesus died for you and Jesus paid for your sin. And Jesus offers you forgiveness. And once you are right with him, he then offers you hope and joy and peace. But first you need to be okay with God. If you don't have hope, come to Jesus. Come to Christ, the God of hope. He enters, he gives hope and he assures. He assures you about your future and everything you're fearful about. And also, if you're in times of hopelessness and people are filled with despair all around you, spread hope, not fear. Spread hope, not fear. Give people the reason why you are hopeful. Are you just positive thinking or are you just wishful thinking or are you basing your hope on something greater? See, this is a time where you are being tested. Your faith is being tested. Is your faith in God just a religious thing to please God because you know that God will get upset if you don't trust him? Is this an emotional uh, manipulation of God? Is this just a Sunday uh, church going uh, lifestyle? Is this something that does not have a foundation? Testing times like this will rock your boat. It will shake the foundation and it will test you and you yourself will know that the trust you have in the words that God has given to you are shaken and you need to get back to your faith and you need to share with others the reason for the hope that is in you. The Apostle Paul says, whenever people ask you, always be ready to give a reason for the hope. He doesn't say share your faith. He says share your hope. Share your hope. God has given us hope and we need to share that hope. Who is your hope in? What is your hope? And who is the God of hope? So we spread the hope and we receive the gospel. In case you've never acknowledged Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, in case you've never received him as as one who is your savior and Lord, here's a simple prayer that you can pray. And right now, as you pray this prayer, I want you to mean every word. And then I want you to text me to the number that's on your screen. Text me and tell me that you gave your life to Jesus today, that you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord, the Lord of hope today, and that you received forgiveness from Jesus today because of what Christ did for you. Okay, repeat this prayer after me. But mean it from your heart. Think about it and let it sink in. And if you have made this commitment today, if you have made this decision today, then I want you to tell me, okay? Text me and tell me so that I can pray for you and I can take you to the next level in walking with Christ and growing in your relationship with Jesus. Because this is what it's all about. That's why Christ came. Say, Jesus, I don't understand everything. In fact, I don't even know if I believe everything. But right now I'm convinced that I need to make this decision. I need to take a step right now in the right direction. And I'm fearful and I'm uncertain, but I know and I believe in my heart. I know enough that you are a God of hope. Anyone who could have died for me and loved me enough to come all the way from heaven to earth, I want to believe. Anyone who has been willing to lay his life down for me, I'm ready to trust. Anyone who's willing to give me hope for the entire life and beyond, I'm willing to trust. Lord, today I put my trust in you. I acknowledge you, Jesus, as the savior of my sin. 
Savior from my sin. You are the one who paid for my sin and that's why I'm forgiven today. I receive your forgiveness. In your name, in Jesus' name, I receive your forgiveness. I, I, I acknowledge that God is my Father and I acknowledge that I am forgiven because of Christ. And I ask you to come into my life and rule my life. Give me your hope. Give me your solutions to the problems in my life. Give me the ability to forgive others. Give me the ability to walk humbly and according to the calling that you have, the purposes that you have for my life. Jesus, today I declare you the Lord and the master, the driver and the boss, the CEO of my life. Today, from today onward, for what you have done for me, I am going to do for you. For, what, for the way you gave your life for me, I give my life to you. Jesus, today I am yours. If you prayed that prayer, and as you think through it today, and it becomes more and more heavier on your heart, and you feel lighter because you've been forgiven, and you feel deeper because you're connected with God, then write to me and tell me, and I'll take you to the next step forward. May the Lord bless you. Because this is not about learning. This is about loving. This is about knowing who Jesus is and having everything that he has to offer. Remember, God loves you, all of you who are listening to me this morning. And with that love, with the chains of love come abounding hope. We are prisoners of hope.